Hi, everybody. My name is Grant Langston. I'm the CMO, CEO of Warehouse Exchange. Today, I'm going to be uh, talking about logistics, warehousing, and innovation. Uh, sourcing logistics tools and assets has always been tough for small and mid-sized companies. After all, owners and operators of traditional warehousing operations want long leases and large footprints and personal guarantees. From leadership trends to to customer perspectives, we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk about CPG and retail warehousing challenges in 2021. Um, we're going to talk about reinventing some brands and what companies need to succeed in this world. We're going to uh, really kind of dig into flexibility and on-demand warehousing and try to understand why it's so crucial for companies to succeed. I'm here, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm here with Ernie Manansala Jr., who is the CMO of Ninjas and Masterminds. Uh, how you doing, Ernie? Good. Uh, Ninjas and Masterminds is an incubator of brands. So just to kick us off, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about the company, the kinds of brands that you create, um, and how you got started doing this. So I got started in the CPG space because of a gentleman named Lance Collins and Mike Fine and Bill Meisner, all guys that are in brands that we all well recognize as household brands, such as Fuse Beverages, Core Water, Body Armor, and NOS Energy Drink. So those are the brands that we manifested and created and founded to create a energy drink, water, a new uh, new age beverage, and so on. So we've been pioneering that space and still continuing to. Uh, some of the men that I just, the men that are my mentors <clears throat> are still in the industry today. Uh, Lance definitely can retire, but that guy will never stop. And it's instilled into into uh, all of our work ethics. And it's been an interesting way to see how, even how he scaled. Um, as you mentioned, you know, entrepreneurs are looking for new ways to scale in different ways. And then especially since we're in a different time. And it was very interesting to see that a man that I grew up with, whom had a Englewood Cliffs address, so we could see the Hudson River on the furthest side of New Jersey, to see into the city and be inspired by that to being completely remote with different 3PLs uh, in some of the brands that we have today. So uh, that's a lot of where my base foundation came from. I then worked for Coca-Cola for some time, Starbucks, Facebook, and some other groups and came into my own as I created uh, two or three agencies. Two of them have sold and wanted to take more of a private route. And I originally was like, you know what? I can consult and I can't stand the concept of consulting. We wanted, I wanted to be in a position where I was still irreplaceable and valuable. So I started noticing in Orange County, incubators became a very big thing to where they go from incubation to startup. And that's truly my favorite time of building a business. So Ninjas and Masterminds created Agenda Group, which is the incubator. Ninjas and Masterminds is really just the concept for me and my wife, for us to be the people behind the curtain not to be at the forefront, not to be in the magazine. We want to, my career has always been the guy behind the scenes. And some people don't like that, but I love it. 
I love being able to create a team to be able to hold our team up high and to be able to hold our company high. And that's the true definition of a CMO because they care about the brand. There's no bias. There's no opinion and attachment, but more importantly, no ego. And when you build brands, that's why these brands became successful. I mean, NOS is my baby and it's nitrous oxide mm. that you're drinking in the mentality form. We've had a lot of people question like, am I drinking nitrous oxide? And it's, no, 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 it's human horsepower. Right. And it's just there. So, you know, that's really the aura of my career has been around marketing and this new chapter and where I'm going with incubations has been tremendous because there's from your viewpoint as the person that's running an incubator i mean you have a a vantage point to see all these different brands and understand you know what the common issues are what the problems that they experience are um and so i'd love to have you talk about that a little bit especially with a kind of a logistics lens what are the real challenges that these brands these cpg brands have doing what they need to do to kind of break to the next level. Yeah. So as a C-level officer in the CPG world, the challenges that we face with 3PL warehousing and so on are quite challenging, uh, especially in today's world. As a C-level officer in our incubators, typically that's what I'm known to be partnered as. A lot of people come to us and say, hey, your incubator is great and we really want you to be at this level giving leadership. And production is, and execution is done by the rest of the incubator group. During that process, we do work with operations. And I have, uh, you know, I have a 10,000 foot view of the full P&L and I get to get granular at the P&L. And I think that's really where warehouse exchange makes a phenomenal difference. One, each location has a different square footage, but based on the terms and the opportunity and the effective efficientness of the way that warehouse exchange is built with the spaces built, the walls and the privacy, the security, it's all very efficient and effective to where we can see traumatic cost and drops. The challenges I face in the CPG as a leader and as an officer is simply 3PM. Yeah. The less people that can touch it, the less you move the product and, and pallets and cases, the more margin you have. We're playing in the penny world. We're playing in the 3 to $4 realm, and it's very difficult to pay in that space. That's why you're going to start seeing products start to go into the $6 realm. Uh, Grant, you and I both remember when a bag of Doritos was $0.25, cents, <laughs> right? And now we're paying freaking one ninety nine for the same amount, if not less chips. Yeah, <laughs> and it and, and it, yeah, a lot of air. And that's exactly what it is. And I think Warehouse Exchange did a wonderful job of clearing the air and making it very transparent. I'm biased. I love Jason. Jason has been through and through one of the most professional individuals I've ever met. And he keeps it down to the numbers because I believe that's what you guys believe in. Square footage equals dollars. And, you know, here's the purpose and execution in a well-cultured shared space. So you guys cut, in CPG space, you cut, a lot of, you cut a lot of logistics down for us, especially from a startup standpoint. We're able to manage and touch our product ourselves, logistically be able to execute how we need to and not have to attain that huge space by sharing the square footage cost. Uh, 
with other tenants and quite frankly, other opportunities because of the tenant clientele that Warehouse Exchange brings to, you know, to the building. It's it's a great process. I, we are assured that there isn't just some you know, unqualified or less professional entrepreneurs coming into the space. Everyone there has the energy and the mission to succeed. And it's been a really interesting thing that the platform has brought to our cost, our operations and culture. But more importantly, it just comes down to cost because, again, $3, our, our margins are real slim. We work in the 40 to 60 realm. And once you get into that 60 realm and beyond, it's great, especially when as a CPG brand, most of our brands are innovative. So they aren't your typical energy drink. They're not your typical water or any of the things you've heard today. You know, we've got new atropics and it costs a lot to pave these new categories and every little bit helps. And that's what we feel. And that what I feel as well at warehouse exchange is really. What was the last word you used? Tropics, something trope. New atropic. Tell me what that is. (laughs) So nootropic is going to be something that everybody starts to really, it becomes the new household. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, go, go for it. So energy drinks is so you, it, the trend started with it started with teas, the days of Snapple, and then you went into the energy drink realm and the era of energy drink. Then you went to the better for you. And these categories in the CPG world get created simply by ideation. Ideation comes from a visionary, a laboratory or a flavor home or someone like Dr. Horn, my partner at BrainFuel, who just is a genius and he's quite the nerd and I love him to death. Because of that, we're able to create products and brands. So BrainFuel is a nootropic beverage that lends the proper caffeine blend ingredients, almost about $15 worth of ingredients and product into a $4.99 package, so $3.99 mm-hmm. package, depending on where you purchase on what platform. And again, lending the warehouse exchange. If it comes from our warehouse, it's cheaper. But if it comes from a 3PL, it's going to cost more because we have a higher cost there. So that's the the realm that we're in. We are doing tremendous on Amazon. And Nootropic is a new category of products, whether it's a gummy, a pill, a RTD, which is a ready-to-drink, or an industry first like Brain Fuel, like our product, and it's the first full beverage preserved and ready for you to drink. It's a combination of proprietary blending that enables oxygen to your brain, but more importantly, mental clarity, visual focus, and cognitive endurance. That's where people have realistically said, I'm a mom, or I'm a dad, or I'm an athlete, where I need to focus on these spaces. As an athlete, as an avid mountain biker, I now know my, I have mental clarity towards my body mm-hmm. English to position myself on a bicycle when I'm descending down Santiago Oaks, which is a typical 45 degree descent. And we're reaching speeds of 20 to 30 miles per hour. The visual focus at a higher speed rate when you can look ahead and ride smoothly and safely throughout the turns while maintaining proper body English over the bicycle to not disrupt the ride. And having the endurance to stay in that focus is what Brainfield does for me. I've heard for parents in a nootropic spaces, it's really enabled them to be more patient. It's really enabled them to be 
more patient with their children, more present, and to also give them that last bit of energy when they come home from work and they want to be a good parent. And those are the ones that those type of case studies have really took me home. And then for entrepreneurs like yourself and I, it's being mentally sharp, always making sure that we're present in the decision-making process, but more importantly, seeing everything from end to end is what I felt from the nootropics I've tried and from our beverage brain feel. So there are a few different ways that nootropic has been helpful right. and it's been a tremendous category. Well, the, the reason I like to hear you talk about that, Ernie, is because of the passion that you, that you bring, that you share with that. I mean, Warehouse Exchange, for those people that don't know, is really a kind of an Airbnb for warehouse space. It's a marketplace where people who have it and people who need it come together and we help connect them. The, the beauty of this little company that I have is that I'm interacting with a lot of people like you who have the passion for their for their product. A lot of small e-commerce entrepreneurs, a lot of innovators, a lot of inventors, even frankly, who are coming to us because they need a small, smallish space. They need it for a relatively short time. Maybe they're growing and you know, I came from a totally different world, online dating, very different. And I have to say the, the biggest part of this shift into this new world, for me, the biggest uh, change and the thing I've enjoyed the most is getting to talk to people who they have their hands in the patient, right? Every day, They're, they want to be in the space with their product, picking and packing it, dealing with it. It's one of the reasons that 3PLs, as you mentioned, third-party logistics warehouses are not good solutions for a lot of these smaller uh, companies because they don't let the employees get in the space and handle the merchandise. So, you know, the passion for this is really something that's gotten me excited about this business, working with people like you and seeing you take something that, you know, needs a relatively small footprint and grow it into a national brand is kind of an amazing thing to be up next to. And, you know, I, I, this is a bold statement, but we're keeping America alive. The opportunity that warehouse exchange enables us in these times is scalability. And yeah, the passion, every pick and pack that we touch, if we can throw a letter in there, it goes a huge way. And those are some of the things that you can't really get from a, P, a 3PO. You could, but again, it hurts your bottom line. Yeah. But when you can put in the time through passion from ideation and that hand care of your own product, it truly does keep the American dream alive during these hard times. And, you know, it's it's a safer place for people to go yeah. to. And it's a more respectful place to go to because I've done the garage business and you know, I can ransack my house in two seconds. Right. <laughs> and it, it it really separated church and state for me. And it was really nice to be able to say, you know what, Warehouse Exchange enabled me an opportunity to take my passion with my cars, uh, my my businesses, my art and the environment and let me make my own home. And it's been amazing. So I want to ask before we run out of time, you know, what do you see coming down the road when you think about 2021? I mean, we couldn't be in a more uh, unpredictable time. You know, this time last year, 
We were all sitting in our desks at home uh, planning our 2020 and all of the things we wanted to do. I was taking my children to London. Uh, we, you know, we just had a lot of plans and all of those things really got shaken up. And here we are. We still don't know what's going to happen. But when you think about your brands, you think about ninjas and masterminds, and you think about the logistics and the supply chain side of your business, what do you think is going to be happening in the rest of 2021? What I think is going to happen in 2021 for entrepreneurs, businesses alike, and just for the space in itself is that it's adaptation. As Americans, we learn how to adapt no matter who or what happens. We understand one key principle. We cannot control people, places, or things. And at least warehouse exchange enables us to control the place. But in this day and world, adaption is going to be everything. And people have to learn how to adapt to where instead of going to a fancy studio where we would have this conversation normally, where we'd sit across from each other, that this is okay, right? Um, events are not going to be the way they used to be. And I think that businesses are going to start to learn how to embrace technology versus push it away. And we should have done that a long time ago, quite frankly. Uh, an interesting fact that I was going through, because I, I reflected on this time, um, you know, the anniversary of Kobe made me realize, like, man, what was I thinking then? Because that was pre-pandemic. Yeah. And as the pandemic came, I saw success to my world because everyone fled to me for opinion on digital architecture. And then they came flooding to me for digital archetype. And then they came flooding to me for digital e-com. And I lended and gave my information just proprietary stuff just saying, hey, here, go quickly. And I seen them adapt and become successful. And it's so good to finally start seeing everyone come to it. I just wish it didn't come through a pandemic. Right. But the technology was coming. And the interesting fact that I noticed and learned was that Steve Jobs went with the mouse the same time the touchscreen was created. We could have had the iPhone so much sooner and look how much could have changed everything. Another fact of 2021 and 2020 iHeartRadio is the number one platform for podcasts when Apple created the podcast. There's so many different things that are changing and emerging. Um, The dating platform you worked for changed my life seven years ago. And and within two weeks of being on that platform. I guess I should just throw that in there. Uh, I already met his wife on eHarmony. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My wife and I boast eHarmony to everyone. It's not for everyone, but when someone asked us we're it was the best thing we've ever done. And those are the times, right? Because people were pushing against that. Even till today, I have best friends. It's a perfect segment. It's just, I literally have two best friends that I've always like pushed digital dating to. And they're my age and it just, they're not accustomed to it. When my children come to a point that that's, that's going to be the norm. I used to date from notepads to text yeah. messages, to long nights of cuddling up into a ball, talking to someone on the couch at my house and racking up my parents' yeah. phone bill, uh, to a platform 
right? So I, that's the thing is that if people could just be more adaptive, I think that's going to be the biggest learning. And if we can move on from 2020. I, I completely and agree now. with you um, in, in, in unpredictable times, from my perspective, in unpredictable mm-hmm. times, people want flexibility because you just don't know, right. you know, you don't know what the future brings. So you want to keep your options open. And, and this is something that I've said to a lot of warehouse owners. Yeah. OK, you want a 10 year tenant who will pay you, you know, market rate who has a triple A credit score, you want all those things. That's not what the world is going to give you anymore. People don't want to sign a 10 year lease. They don't want to be obligated. They want a short window because not because they want to move all the time, but because they just want to keep their options open. And I think that's the theme of, of this coming year. It's the theme of, of really my business as well. And that is You've got to be willing to be flexible and make choices in an on-demand way. Uh, I think that that is one thing I can say about the rest of the year. Uh, there's a lot we don't know, but I think flexibility uh, is going to be a priority for businesses of all kinds. So I think the biggest thing I learned during my time at Coca-Cola and at Starbucks was that all these platforms, eHarmony, Warehouse Exchange, Facebook, Zoom, and everything that we're utilizing, they all sell one thing, absolutely indefinitely one thing, Uber, DoorDash, Postmates, they all sell one thing in common, and you hit the nail on the coffin, time. Mm-hmm. You're buying time through use and, and usability, user-friendliness, and on-demand. We as a family have not gone shopping. Thank you, Postmates. We, we as a family can still enjoy our favorite restaurants and still have those personal bonds and relationships with our restaurants. Thank you, DoorDash. eHarmony, thank you for yep. my wife. Right? So many things. And as you stated, with Warehouse Exchange, that enabled all of our company startups to giving me a home and a place for us to focus, work, grow, and have it that, that ability to adapt and change our warehouse for different spaces, for different causes, to pull, to be able to remove ourselves from one space, to adapt into another space. That's truly what Warehouse Exchange has enabled us to do, is not waste any time and value our time. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Ernie, thank you so much for awesome. spending some time with me today and talking through these issues. Um, Ernie, Monsala Jr. of uh, Ninjas and Masterminds. I'm Grant Langston from Warehouse Exchange. We appreciate you guys listening and uh, have a very happy and healthy 2021. That was-